Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office today with my Bible open to John chapter 3. I've been talking about walking in the Spirit in the context of practically working out in our lives what it means to make Jesus Lord of our lives. Because if I confess that Jesus is my Lord, that means something. It's different than just saying, Jesus is the Lord. That's simply a statement of fact. Jesus has been given that position. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. All authority and power in heaven and on earth are his. But to say Jesus is my Lord is to invite Jesus to reign practically in all things in my life. And that is more than just a thought exercise. It's a process that the Bible describes as living in or walking in the Spirit. This process involves knowing what Christ has accomplished on our behalf through his death and resurrection, appropriating or counting that is true in our lives by faith and standing in that new identity as a new creation in Christ. We then now offer ourselves to God as slaves of righteousness that we might now be set apart for God's exclusive use. He owns us, and now through his Spirit, we are free and empowered to live in newness of life, no longer bound to the gravitational pull of sin, our mind set on what the Spirit desires. Jesus describes this state in John chapter 3, where he tells a man named Nicodemus that we must be born again. He says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Then a few verses later, Jesus describes a key aspect to this walking, to this living by the Spirit. And starting in verse 19 of John chapter 3, Jesus says, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. I love how Jesus starts this passage by saying, this is the verdict. He's basically saying, let me just cut to the chase here. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness more than light. He's saying, let's get real. Do you love darkness more than light? This is an honest question. Paul frames it this way in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, when talking about walking in the Spirit. He says, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. The key word here is that word lives, because it doesn't just mean that the Spirit is present in me, but that the Spirit is making his dwelling in your heart, or he's making his home in your heart. Is Jesus at home in my heart? Can he go into any room in my house and turn on the lights and be welcome there. 
Or are there rooms that are shut off from him that remain in darkness? What about that dream or that ambition or that relationship or that sin? Is he welcome there to come in and turn on the lights? I know that his plans are better. His will is greater. His ways are more fulfilling. His grace is sufficient. But do I trust him? Do I love the darkness more than the light? Is he welcome in my messy rooms? I need God's light to shine in those rooms. I need to invite him to come shine his light there. Because until I do, until he does, I may not even see or fully understand just what a mess those rooms are. The Holy Spirit has several very specific attributes according to the scripture. In John chapter 16, Jesus says that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will bring conviction of sin and he will bring revelation of truth and of righteousness. This is a key biblical truth. I do not have the ability to properly discern truth or understand the full scope of the trial or the circumstance I face or to even know my own heart without it being revealed to me by the Holy Spirit. That's why David prayed in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, as he was being convicted of his own sin. He says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. He's saying, God, you search my heart and reveal what's truly there. Shine your light on my soul, on my anxious thoughts, and expose the darkness there and reveal your ways to me. The world encourages self-examination. It tells us we must search our own hearts for truth. But God is saying, if you will welcome me into your life, I will shine my light there so that the Spirit can illuminate truth and reality. What I so appreciate about God is that he doesn't wait outside telling us to clean up the room, and then he'll come in. Jesus says to the church in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door, I will come in and eat with him with me. He comes into a messy room that he's invited into and says to us, let's begin with these dirty socks. Now, let's take a look at these holes in the wall. I have to honestly ask myself, are there locked rooms where I'm saying to God, no, you are not welcome here? Dark rooms of bitterness, unforgiveness, secret sins, Jesus said that a person's willingness to allow God's light to invade their space is a mark of a true believer, one who is walking in the truth, Jesus said. This is what Jesus means when he says, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. He wants us to be free. Jesus said just before that, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Paul says in Romans 8.11, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. 
man, there are times when I feel so inadequate in communicating such profound truth. So I pray that today I can communicate this, that God wants you to have life. Where God is welcomed in, he brings life. He is the way and the truth and the life. That's why our life has to be all about him if we are ever to truly experience life. That's why he must be preeminent in all things, why our minds must be set on him, why he must be at home in every room of our hearts. We find life when our life is in him. So today, let's ask God to search our hearts. Let's cast aside the deeds of the flesh that just bring death and welcome the light of life to come in and flood every room so that he can go about the business of transforming our lives one room at a time and establishing his lordship there. Amen.